Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to Becoming Infinite. I have been wanting to do this podcast for a long time, and it's finally here. I'm so excited. So thank you for being here today and for listening. Today's episode is going to be a little different. I want to introduce you to the show and to myself, and I want to talk about how listening to this podcast will benefit you and why you should keep listening. So if you haven't heard of me before, my name is Cooper Gillespie. I am a women's empowerment and abundance coach and a musician. I have a couple of bands, an electronic dream poppy band that I share with my husband, Greg, and it's called Landroid, which is named after the community in which we live, Landers, California. And that's a teeny tiny little town in the high desert near Joshua Tree. And then my first ever band, Bang Sugar Bang, which is sort of a punkier band, reunited last year, and I think we're going to keep making music, so... That's one of my bands too. I also own a magical retreat called Mojave Beach. You should definitely check it out if you want to experience the powerful, transformative energy of the desert. It's actually located near a couple of Earth's ley lines. And so there's this sort of cosmic, creative energy here that um, you really just have to feel to to believe. So if you're looking for a cosmic transformative getaway, check it out, Mojave Beach. So how how did I get here? Why 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 this podcast? Well, I've always been a seeker. As a kid, my parents didn't baptize me. They wanted me to decide if and when I'd be baptized. But I did grow up in the Methodist church and I loved the church. I loved the music. Oh, I loved singing in church. And I also loved the fellowship. And so at 11 years old, I decided, yes, I did want to be baptized. And I went pretty hardcore for Jesus from, from that moment. Uh, I'm one of the few people that I know who went to Daytona Beach on spring break during college, not to party, but uh, to convert souls on the beach. Yes, that was me. True story. Eventually, my spiritual journey took me out of the church, and I investigated various religions and philosophies. I was always searching for the truth about who I was and how I fit into the universe. But I just, I never found um, a tradition or a truth that resonated with me completely. And then about the time I turned 30, I had what you might call a dark night of the soul. I don't know that I'll tell the whole story in this episode. In fact, that's, that's a whole other episode. But suffice it to say, I was on a collision course with meeting my maker one way or another. My first marriage had just failed. My band, which was also my livelihood, broke up. I had no place to live. I was completely broke. And just a slew of other losses made life really difficult for me at that time. I fell into a clinical depression. I I didn't get out of bed for a year. And um, yeah, it it was a dark time. I had no hope, no joy, 
and no desire to keep going. I was broke and broken and literally killing myself with various self-destructive habits. Okay, so in order for the next part of the story to make sense, I've got to backtrack for just a minute. So years ago, my mom had bought this house in Missouri, which she always called my house because the people who sold it to her, well, their last name was Cooper, and she closed on the house on my birthday, July 27th. And she had to buy the house in the first place because of me. She had to move me away from Tacoma, Washington, where I grew up, to um, Missouri due to some family drama, which is a whole other episode. Wow, we have like three episodes now. Amazing. (laughs) So my mom sold, quote unquote, my house. And in the midst of my dark night of the soul, she called me up and she said she wanted to use part of the profits from the house to take me on a cruise. Now, I had never been on a cruise before, but it sounded like something I'd be willing to get out of bed for. And there weren't very many things back then. So it was, it was, it was a major, major intriguing offer. And then she added, it's an Abraham cruise. Do you know who Abraham is? Well, being the former fundamental Christian, I was like, duh, yeah, from the Bible, hello. And she was like, not exactly. Abraham is an eternal entity or entities that inhabit a lady named Esther Hicks, and she channels them and they help people. And I was like, say what? Oh, hell no. I mean, (laughs) my mom has always been a rainbow hippie from outer space. And I say that, you know, meaning that in the best way possible. But uh, this was next level even, even for her. So I was about to turn this cruise down because I was like, "Uh, no, this is not my jam, right? And she was like, no, no, you don't have to go to any of the Abraham events if you don't want to. I'd still like you to go on the cruise regardless. And so I was, I thought about it and I, I, I thought I could live with that. So I finally decided to go. And so the day came for us to depart. The ship left from the port of Long Beach and there were lots of people at the port We all lined up with our suitcases and went through the bag scanners and headed up the ramp that would take us onto the princess cruise ship. Mom had splurged for a room that had a balcony, and even though it was tiny, I don't know, the balcony just made it feel fancy, and I opened the sliding glass door, and the smell of the sea filled the room, and I felt, I felt the tiniest spark of happiness. Well, mom and I settled in and planned our first day aboard the ship. I told myself I would go to one and only one Abraham event as a courtesy to mom for taking me on the cruise. That way, if I thought it was all bullshit, I could say I had made an offer to explore Abraham and it wasn't for me. So we made our way to the ship's event hall. It was a giant theater. Rows of burgundy seats sloped down toward the stage. An empty podium and a screen are all I remember being on stage. I don't know. And then the chairs began to fill with eager people. And pretty soon the entire auditorium was packed. And then a hippy dippy intro song started playing. It went something like, um, how'd it go? It went like, if you want it, it can happen when you get out of the way. If you ask for it, it is given when you get out of the way. And I was like, oh, brother, this is going to be worse than I thought. (laughs) The vibe was just a little too perky for my taste. But I made a commitment to check out one event, so I stayed put. 
Jerry Hicks, Esther's husband, came out from behind the curtain and the crowd cheered and whistled. He was a tall man, uh, I don't know, older, and he had this like 80s-ish brown suit with a beaming smile and white hair and 80s fabulous eyewear on. Boy, this feels good. Does this feel good to you guys too? He asked. Okay, sorry, I'm making Jerry sound like Keanu Reeves because that's my man voice. I only have one. I apologize. He actually didn't sound anything like that, but it's my man voice. So go with it. The crowd responded with enthusiastic yeses and yes. It just feels good, he affirmed. Esther interjected, yes, yes, it does. She looked like a youngish grandma. She wore her auburn hair swept up in a twist and had twinkly eyes and, I don't know, sort of like a finger hut outfit on. And I was thinking to myself, okay, finger hut clad grandma houses a primordial spirit from another dimension? Okay, whatever. And then Jerry continued, well, that was the whole idea, you know? I just love these cruises. We've been doing them for years and years, and I just love the fact that we can come together. You can get away from home. You're free of a lot of the things that have been going on. You have a chance to have some new thoughts and ideas and to make some new plans and create some new dreams. And that's what this is all about. But especially about having fun along the way. Uh Uh-huh, I was thinking. He asked Esther if she wanted to say anything, but she didn't. She made a joke about stowing away on the cruise ship and the crowd laughed. Esther, will you bring Abraham in? He asked. I will, I will, she nodded. And the crowd went wild. It was like a rock star was about to walk out on stage. Slowly, the applause died down. Esther closed her eyes and began breathing really deep breaths through her nose. So she made like a, I don't want to say it's like a low roar, but she made like a low sound as she breathed in and out, kind of like, kind of like that. And it only took about two breaths for Abraham to arrive. It is nice to have the opportunity to visit, he said. It was Esther's voice, but Abraham spoke with, I don't know, better diction and and kind of stuttered before certain consonants, so it made everything he said sound very deliberate. Abraham licked his lip. So, what brings you here? He asked the crowd. A few people in the audience answered, but they didn't have microphones, so it was difficult to hear what they said. You have come to receive? Abraham asked. You've come to give? You've come to just be who you are? In between each of these questions, a few lonely yeses could be heard in the audience. You've come to be who you are? You've come to be all you are? Woo, yes, someone hollered. Here we go, I thought. Abraham took a deep breath and then uttered uh, probably the longest run-on sentence I have ever heard. It went, It's a wonderful week that is before us because when this group from this diversity with this desire and this understanding of the laws of the universe comes together in a concentrated 
forum where we specifically focus with an understanding of well-being with very small effort you can find vibrational alignment with the whole of who you are so what you've been living up till now and it has been magnificent which has put so much into your vibrational reality into your vibrational escrow with a bit of conversation that we will have together you will find yourself aligned with all that you have become not just from this lifetime but all that has culminated as a result of your beingness the sentence actually kept going but yeah i'm going to stop there you get the idea then he said when you have a week of alignment physical conditions that are unwanted fall away in less time than that Fortunes that have been waiting for you queue up in less time than that. Relationships that have not been working either get better or go away in less time than that. In other words, all things wanted are available to you when you come into vibrational alignment with who you are. It is only necessary that you get into that vibrational place where what you have been asking for has already amassed. We're calling that place in the vortex. Brother, I thought, (laughs) this is out there. Abraham lectured for a bit about how we are controlled by our emotions, which we experience unconsciously, and how we can choose how we feel about anything in our lives. Anything that happens to us, Anybody we know, any feeling we have, we can choose our response. This may sound elementary to some people, but it was revolutionary to me. I can't emphasize this enough. I had been living completely unconsciously for three decades, just reacting my way through life. I was on a collision course with death and I didn't even care. In fact, I welcomed it. Why? Because I felt I had lost everything? Well, that was one way of looking at it, sure. But seen through the lens of Abraham, I had been given an opportunity to begin again. I could make a new band. I had a man, uh, now my husband Greg, who loved me even though I was a total nightmare. I had family who loved me. I had all sorts of things that I could choose to see as blessings or as curses. Even my failed marriage could be reframed as an experience that both my husband and I had to have until we didn't need it anymore, until the universe caused us to desire more. It only made sense that once we had learned what we needed to learn from each other, we would go our separate ways, follow new paths. I still wasn't 100% sure about the whole channeling thing, but I decided I didn't need to be. Fuck it, I thought. Abraham or Esther or the force or God or whoever the fuck you are. I'm ready. A few afternoons later, as I sat in the auditorium listening to Abraham, my heart cracked open and filled with light. I heard buzzing in my ears. My eyes filled with tears. I had been touched by him and allowed his message to fill my heart. I felt whole. I was no longer alone and had no need to feel ashamed anymore. Everything in the universe had brought me to this moment. 
I could shed my skin and be born anew. I had power. I had choice. I was the master of my destiny. I could create my life to be whatever I wanted it to be. It was as though I had been asleep my entire life, and I slowly woke up as the sea swept us toward Puerto Vallarta. For the first time in a long time, I had hope. And that's when my mystical journey truly began. From that moment, I devoted myself to learning everything I could about manifestation, metaphysics, the laws of the universe, spiritual money, the subconscious mind, all of it. I became a student of the infinite, and in doing so, I changed my life. So this podcast is for the seekers and the dreamers who know there is something more, who desire growth and ways to live a more soul-centered, purposeful life who want to activate the divine within, who want to be the masters of their destinies, who feel that life can and should be magical. Each week, I will dig deep, sometimes with guests, sometimes solo, but always to uncover tools and practices, rituals and routines that you can use to become your own kind of infinite. So stick around. We are embarking on an epic journey together. I'm so glad you're here. If you like this show, please subscribe and leave a review so other people who might like this show can find it. And I'm going to leave you with a song of mine called Two of Us. Until next time.